people are chasing this ghost of happiness, but they've never really checked in to see what really makes me happy or what is this really about? Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Oh, good morning, Theodis. It's a new week. It's Mindset Monday. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Fabulous. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We got five steps to something today, but I want to get the wording right because I loved what you said. This is what? This is five steps to what? Uh, To solve your happiness equation. Five steps to solve your happiness equation. So for those of you that are not interested in mathematics, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Does this this have anything to do with mathematics, Theodis? Well, I mean, I'll use it as a reference, but no, I mean, it's... I'll just use it as a reference, but it hasn't. It, it has to do more with the order of operation, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. So yeah. those of you that are with us on Zoom that are live, Fran, Jasmine, John, Kim, turn your cameras on so we know that. I mean, it's Monday. You guys are probably running around. Yeah. Doing- you want let's to- see some faces. Yeah, let's see some faces. Um, and let's let's dive in. This is this is Monday. This is mindset right. Monday. There's Jasmine turning the phone back. She's out doing a walk in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. There's Fran. Good morning, Fran. Hey, hello. I love her background. Let kindness yeah. ripple. How cool is yes. that? Yes. All right, cool. So, so, so let's let's start off from the top. Solving the five steps to solve your happiness equation. How did you come up with this topic, Theodis? Where did this come from? Well, first, I just wanted to say the song that you were playing was perfect. I mean, it was. It gave me chills, not because well, I am happy, but it made me reflect on the times when I wasn't happy. Right. And uh, just for some of you, I'll just real quick, just a quick qualifier. I mean, a lot of people will, you may be wondering, who is this guy? Like, who gave him the right to be on here to talk about happiness? Well, I just want to say that I'm a person that, you know, experienced morbid depression, uh, drug and alcohol addiction, um, homelessness, um, even went over a cliff 243 feet um, in a Honda CRX. So there was some PTSD stuff like that happened from that roller coaster ride. And I'm not just I'm not telling a war story. I'm just saying that my life has turned into this journey to be on the journey to be the best version of myself in spite of the stuff that happened to me in the past. So for me, when I speak on happiness, I'm speaking from a very intimate, like bone level, you know, cellular level that, hey, I'm smiling right now. But trust me, there was times when I was not smiling. That makes any sense. It, it totally does. And I love the vulnerability there. Theodosis yeah. And just and I'm going to brag about him because he wouldn't say this. But in addition to that backstory, in case this is the first time you're ever meeting Theodis, he also runs an incredible real estate team in Northern California, sells a lot of houses himself, used to manage three offices prior to coming to EXP and building. I mean, he's just a leader. And he, and, he's, and it, he didn't start out that way, which is, I mean, I've known Theodis for years. We've been friends, but you've been right. on an amazing, I mean, you've always been a leader of me, but in your life, before I knew you, you've had some ups down. So I'm, when right. I heard this topic, the five steps to solve your happiness equation, it's like, all right, 
I'm in. Let's see. So where do you want to start? Well, I'll start with the math. I mean, I was decent in math. You know, I made it to pre-calculus in high school at like 16 years old. But at that point, I don't I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Fairless Bueller, Day Off, Days Off, or the Charlie Brown teacher. I mean, class today, we're going to be talking about how to parabolas and then unless like. Right. So I tapped out in pre-calculus like I have no need for it. Where's my prom date? We got football playoffs. I'm hungry. That was about the only thing that was on my mind at that that age. Right. Um, But one thing that intrigues me about math is it's universal. I mean, one plus one equals two in a lot of places. Um, And then also the order of operations. Like you can have be looking at an equation, but if you do the steps in the wrong order, you're going to get it wrong, period. Right. Does anybody remember? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Right. Yes. I don't know what it was for, but I remember when you say it, there's something to do with school. It says, please excuse me. What is, what is please excuse well, me? Well, you do the stuff in the parentheses first. Yes. Then the exponents. You see what I mean? And then, you know, talks about addition and subtraction. So basically there's an order of operation. I was just going to say, it's the order of operation. So it's, it was the way that you did things to make the equation turn out. Correct. Right. All right. I like it. So what's interesting is there's a lot of stuff about happiness out there and it's kind of put out there like it's universal, but it's not. It's, it's the farthest. I mean, what's hap- well, happiness to me may not mean the same thing for you. Um, so today I'm just going to, you know, explore some mindfulness exercises to help us like not just I'm not going to give you your, you know, your uh, your equation to solve your own personal one. I'm just going to give you some mindful exercises so that it can raise your awareness so that you can start to build your equation and ultimately be able to solve what does happiness mean for you? Yeah, I mean, this is, I'm just going to take notes while you go through this because I've never Mm -hmm. heard him go through this either. I'm excited, but if we can turn this into an order of operations, a please excuse my dear Aunt Sally for happiness, I'm going to put it into the acronym. So as you go through, I'm going to see if I can put it into P-E-M-D-A-S. Ready? Let's do this. Okay, Okay. well, the first one, we already messed it up because it starts with move. (laughs) We have to move. Now, I won't say exercise, I'm going to say, we have to move. Now, does anyone know how many systems that we have in our body that are supposed to work harmoniously together in order to allow us to enjoy, you know, the current moment? How many systems? A lot. (laughs) There's 12, right? There's 12 systems, you know, and I'll just name a few, skeletal, muscular endocrine, nervous, digestive, reproductive, right? Our skin is a system. And in order for those systems to work optimally, we optimally, we have to move. They say that sitting is the new smoking, right? And if you sit for at least eight hours a day, you run the risk of of dying from uh, symptoms similar to a smoker or someone that's obese, even if you're in decent shape. Wow. So, so think about that. I understand. I don't want to exercise or, you know, I'm not a morning person or I'm so busy. We have to move. We are built to move. So whatever that looks like for you, 
um, giving you a different piece. It's not just about how you feel. Check in with how your 12 systems need us, need you to get moving so that it can work properly. Right. So the first one is moving. The first two are basic because they're more foundational. So first uh, step uh, to discover your equation is to move, to stimulate those systems so that, you know, your body is working optimally. Uh, number two is sleep. Now, more caffeine is not the answer for to lack of sleep. There are certain things that our body needs to do. And I'm really, I have a different relationship with sleep now, now that I'm training for Ironman and understand that sleep is important for this, the body to restore itself. Now, sleep is different. You can look online and say, well, you know, you'll get this many hours of sleep, blah, blah, blah. What I recommend is spend the next week or two and just track your sleep and see how you feel when you wake up after four hours, five hours, whatever. Some people run on empty. Sometimes I do, but I know when I run on empty, eventually it catches up to me and I'm out. I mean, like, like bricks. So what I recommend is discover, look, be curious. How much sleep do you really need? Right. And you combine that we're now we're, we're stacking it. We're combining the sleep with moving where now we're in a position to start to explore. Uh, we'll be in a better state to explore um, the next steps that I'm getting ready to go over. But can we pause before we go deeper? Because I want to mm -hmm. die on sleep. So it's mm -hmm. funny you should say sleep. Over the weekend, I was off on a camping trip with my six-year-old. We went with this whole you know, first grade class, a bunch of those, all these first graders running around in the mountains, which is pretty cool. And uh, disconnected had my phone with me for the entire weekend. It was that that in itself, by the way. I don't know if on this list somewhere is leave your phone in a drawer for a while. Because yeah. that's uh, we'll see if we get there anyway. No. <laughs> there's a couple other people on this trip and we started nerding out on sleep. So I wear this thing, which is a Fitbit Vivo, Vivo Smart 4 or something like that. What, what do you wear mm -hmm. for sleep tracking? Uh, I got a Garmin 945. And that one tracks your sleep? <laughs> yes. Okay. So this one's also Garmin. And then he was wearing an aura ring. Right, here's a ring on this. There you go. Mm. He was wearing an aura ring. I can look for links to those. Or Zach, if you want to drop links in the chat, we don't have affiliate deals on these product guys. It doesn't matter. But if, if you just roughly look at when you go to sleep and when you wake up, that's awesome. If you're a nerd like me and be honest and you want to like get data, my app literally tells me how much time I spent in each of the phases of sleep, mm -hmm. right? Deep sleep and REM sleep being the most important. If we want to take a slight detour here, don't let them take on this off course, the honest, but you oh, you're good. You're good. All right. So, so deep sleep and REM sleep. One of them is like a, like a, like, a, you know, you wash your hair. How often do you guys wash your hair? The honest, I mean, I don't know if you're, you and I are the right people to talk about this, but right? enough, <laughs> but women here, at least every other day, if not daily men, probably daily. Okay. Sleep, REM sleep and deep sleep are like washing your hair. It's like a rinse for your brain. One of them is good for taking your memories and putting it into deep storage. And the other one is good for just kind of rinsing and repeating. Okay. I won't go into deep in that from the science of it. You guys can do a deep dive, but they're super important. And you can actually do things to optimize those. So that's a whole separate deep dive. I'll let the keep going. We got three more steps we got to get through. But anything else you want to add in the world of sleep, the It's I, I didn't respect it at first. I really just disregarded it. I'm like, oh, I'm one of those people. Uh, I'm self-motivated, whatever crap, you know, we tell ourselves. And, you know, there was a saying that says, if you don't make time for wellness, you will have to be forced to make time for your illness. Right. 
So that gives me chills because I was that guy that was like, uh, yeah, you know, throw some dirt on it. And then I get slapped down pretty hard. So I'm not that guy anymore. Right. All right. So we have we got one and two. We got move. We talked about the importance of sleep. Uh, number three. Now we're going to start talking about the concept of happiness. Now, this is a good opportunity for you to ask yourself what. Don't look it up on Google. <laughs> don't do the Google because that's going to make it biased. You know, don't do a Google search on what happiness is supposed to be because you're already going to start, OK, trying to fit in what it means to you to that definition. And what I see a lot of times is people are chasing this. I don't know. It's kind of like a ghost of happiness, but they've never really like checked in to see what is that? What really makes me happy or what is this really about? Um, um, did you, did you ask them to chime in on that, Jesse? Okay. So, no, I, I, but, but I mean, how do you, how do you put in this one? Are you calling this one clarity or what, what is the, what's the, well, one? no, this one, this is ask yourself, what does happiness really mean? Clarity could be, you know, for it. And reason I reason why this is on my heart, like what does it really mean? Is because I would say in the last six months, I've come across so many professionals that are killing it in their business. And you ask them how they're doing, they're like, eh. Do you ever know? And do you have you ever run into someone who looks like on the outside they have it all together and they're kind of eh? What do you mean? Have I ever, I'd say the majority of people on this planet, like, I mean, within the people that have it together, I mean, you got a lot of people that don't look like they got it together but within, within our industry of real estate. You take the amount of people that have it together and you really set them down and you strip away all the ego, all the GCIs and all the things yeah. we brag about on social media. And you get to the core of, are you fulfilled? Do you get out of bed with passion every morning? Are, like whatever you, those are my, clearly those are my yeah. definitions of happiness, right? Right. For you, what it is for you. I bet most people aren't happy. And that, that's what in our Western world, there's a great documentary that I'm going to look up the name. Have you seen the one on uh, the science of happiness, the documentary? You know, I, I think I started it, but I don't think I finished it. I, I'm going to find um, it, but they, they basically compare all these different societies. Mm -hmm. and what makes people happy. And if you don't know how to answer it for yourself, start doing research. You can, you can Google it. I know right. people don't Google it, but like I was just teasing. I mean, because sometimes our first initial intuitive thought is is the truth. And then we go and corrupt it by, you know, listening to someone else's version. So whatever that, you know, came up first for you, that's probably your truth. And the reason why this is on my heart is like not only were they eh, some were on the verge of a breakdown, like having the best years ever in their in their real estate business or their whatever business they've created but they're on the verge of a breakdown and i'm like oh whoa 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 time out coach how do we get here right how do you how do we get here like how how do we get bamboozled or the jedi mind trick like you will be happy once you make x amount of money and buy the house on your your dream house and they don't tell the other part that when you get it, you still got to keep doing work. You, you, there is no finish line. So, so, so how about this? How about us some steps? If we're given action steps, because we're going to edit this down to like a quick clip with like the action steps for bottom line people. If this step is going to be called, ask yourself what happiness really means or define happiness. I'm not sure mm -hmm. which one of the others, is, right? Mm -hmm. Start by first doing a brain dump and write down your own stuff. And then if you're not sure, then do a deep dive and go research and then try to get clarity. 
right. to watch videos. I'm pretty sure the movie that I watched years ago, it's called Happy. Came out in 2012. I'm almost, there's a bunch of movies on the topic. I was just trying to find it. Almost positive. It's called Happy in 2012. It looks like it might be, I'll see if this is the right one, but it talks about happiness. Happy takes us on a journey from the swamps of Louisiana to the slums of Kolkata in search of what really makes people happy. And, and they show people in societies that literally have nothing and they are on average happier than what we define in the Western world. Mm-hmm. Happiness is not about what's in your driveway. Right. 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 So that one's ask yourself what happiness really means or maybe define happiness one or the other. What's, what's our next step? Number four is assess, uh, actually, let's say reciprocity. But I, I want you to apply that word to your relationships. So explore your relationships and identify what relationships have a healthy balance of reciprocity. And what I mean by that is, say, me and Jesse, we're playing ping pong or tennis, and I hit Jesse the ball. Boom. It goes over and he hits it back. We got a rally going, right? Now, what if I hit Jesse the ball and he doesn't hit it back? He just stands there and looks at me. I do it again. That game is not going to be fun, right? <laughs> that's a terrible game. That's, that's a horrible game. It's like, uh, who wants to play that game? But guess what? We play that game every day in some of the relationships that we keep. And by assessing whether or not these relationships in our lives have a healthy a healthy uh, dose of reciprocity, it's going to help us identify, wait a minute, this relationship is like a one-way street. I may, you may, we may be on a receiving end and haven't given back in a, a long time, or we may be on, a, on, a, on the, you know, as leaders, a lot of times we're giving, 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 and people make the horrible mistake that a leader has it all together and nothing bothers them and encouragement or just checking in to say, hi, they don't need that. Well, we do. You know what I mean? So it's really important to just say, wait, is my, is this, is this a take, take relationship or receive, receive, or it's all take, no give like, and sometimes those relationships are under our own roof at home. So, I would suggest start there first <laughs> before you put your cave out and, and save the world. Uh, sometimes we have to look at the dynamics of our closest relationships and calibrate, recalibrate those. Um, because I'm a strong believer that if home base is off, I don't care what you go and accomplish out in the, in the world. If home base is off, it's definitely uh going to affect our ability to in, enjoy our success and, and be happy in our success. So number four, number four is assess, you know, reciprocity in our relationships. Assess reciprocity. Mm-hmm. That's that, that is sounding like mathematics now that is getting, that's, that's getting the. Well, we just want to make sure that, uh, you know, I like it. I'm not, I'm not pushing back. I'm just saying I'm, I'm taking yeah. this. We got, yeah. We, we got, we got move, sleep, ask yourself what, what happiness really is and assess reciprocity. Mm-hmm. We got one more. We got one more. The last one is schedule. And this is something that I've been practicing. Schedule dedicated think time. 
No, I got that book. I got that from the book you uh, recommended to me, Jesse, uh, the, the Art of Thinking Big. And that was one of the, uh, the, the exercises that he recommended. And if you think about it, I'm a, I'm a thinker. I mean, I'm super analytical, but I had to switch it up and be more of a, you know, warm and fuzzy dude, because my analytical brain is like, sometimes I can cannibalize myself by my thoughts. It's just like, it's just a lot going on there. Um, but when I started practicing having designated thinking time, now this designated thinking time is like half an hour a day. I had to, I had to work myself up to half an hour a day. But in this designated thinking time, what I do is I just do not a journal. Journal is more reflective, but just kind of like let my brain do whatever it wants to do. Think about whatever. So I have those sessions. And then I also have specific think sessions where I'm like, okay, this project is going on. And I want to, you know, make sure that, you know, I cover all bases and, you know, I'm going to utilize all my resources to make this, you know, a successful project. What happened by practicing that is I stopped thinking less when I was doing other tasks, you know, or I start thinking less when I'm actually having a conversation with a person. Have you ever been having a conversation with someone and you're just totally thinking about something else? You're just looking, you're, you know, or you're waiting, doing waiting for your waiting for your chance. Yeah. To yeah. Or you just sit in La La Land. I mean, oh. you could be on a different planet, you know, out there with Green Lantern and the superheroes or whatever, you know. That happened with people listening to this podcast like three minutes ago. They, they didn't even hear the last <laughs> three minutes. They're like, they're already thinking about something else and happiness. But yes, I guarantee yeah. it's happened right now. All right. 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 So what I realized is, wow, I'm not a multitasker. I'm going to be honest. I thought I was. I still have dual screens and, you know, I, you know, I can be ultra productive, blah, blah, blah. But I realized that my extra thinking when I'm supposed to be present in the moment, I was multitasking. Like, how can I think about a project when I'm having a conversation with you about something to totally different? Like, how can I really be productive and be present for going over some of the details that is going to, you know, create the momentum to make this project or whatever I'm working on be successful if I'm thinking about something else. So it took time for me to get to the point where, you know, I was thinking less while I'm supposed to be present, but I do highly suggest trying it out because it's, for, go ahead. I just, I just got to break this down because we got a few minutes and I did, by the way, come up with an acronym for you. I was multitasking while we're doing this because my brain was like, we got to put this into, like, I got a good one for you to tie it all together, but here we go. So I get what you're saying. Be present. That makes sense in, in and of itself. However, how the heck does someone start that? Cause isn't that like a muscle? Like, how do you develop this? So how did you develop that skill or how are you still developing that skill? I'm still developing it. And it's, it's just practice. I mean, it's just like with anything else we suck at first and it's extremely uncomfortable and you go, this is not going to work. Forget it. Let me just go back to doing the things that was not working or serving me because I know how to do that. So I'm just going to let you know that, you know, for me, my happiness equation, when I started practicing some of these things, a lot of them sucked in the beginning. A lot of them did not give me any immediate gratification. 
it was the commitment to practicing these tools over time that eventually created a sustainable state. Okay. So, so, so let's dive into the last one that was just dedicated think time, right? Mm-hmm. If someone is not currently doing that and they just block off, how much time should they block off? Let's get really actionable. How much time do they block off and what do they do? Do they just sit there and like stare at this, the wall? Like what, what do you, what did you do when you started this? Well, what I did was I tried to go in there like, okay, I'm going to think about this project and we're going to figure it out. Right. That's how I went in gung ho like that. Right. But then I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's easy, easy. Let's just, the other part to that is when I realized, gave myself think dedicated think time, I realized I was not breathing. So my think time became my practice to actually breathe and take in air. If you take a look up studies, they'll say Americans don't know how to breathe. So in this think time, I realized that my breaths are shallow. So I'm actually oxygen depleted and I'm trying to do all this stuff. But now that I have my think time, I'm sinking my breath to calm my mind down and then whatever it is that I'm supposed to, I would like to think about, it's a lot easier for me to address it because it, it actually uh, shows itself. So Connie Roller just put on Facebook, walking is great for dedicated think time. And what you just said, it all ties together. I bet you when you're doing your triathlon, when you're riding a bike, Anne-Marie says she thinks when she drives, I do mine in the shower. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else does this. I find that the best think time comes when you're putting your actual attention on something else that is an autopilot task, right? For you, Anne-Marie, probably driving. For for Connie, it's walking. I was like, you don't have to think about walking, driving, or showering. Your body, mm-hmm. you've done it so many times. And so your mm-hmm. brain starts to process these things that you've been, even if you sat down and said, I'm going to figure this out. It, this, I learned this back in the day writing songs. Like there's creativity and then there's actual doing and refining. And you got to focus yourself in different sections. So I love where you're going with this, the honest. Yeah. And like, this whole talk, I didn't give you the answer. All I said is, hey, these things will help optimize, you know, our machine or our vessel to give us a snowball's chance and you know where to, to make it out and, and have a, you know, have a chance to do something with this time that we have here that, you know, it's not guaranteed that we're going to live and grow old. So we have to be careful with thinking, ah, I can get around to her or I'm going to have an opportunity to fix this was because you just never know. And that was a part of my lesson thinking that, you know, one of my hard lessons, like uh, thinking that I was going to have time to resolve something with a a certain person and they're no longer here. So, which I mean, that's, that is a, hopefully people get that reminder before it's too late. And there's so many signs in life and things about getting too heavy on a Monday morning, but there are places everywhere where you're getting signs that to slow down and be grateful for what you got or to find ways to incorporate gratitude into your world so you can resolve these things. So here, here's, how I want to pull it together. You ready, Theodis? Yes. And I want you to say each one, because otherwise we'll shoot this off, off, off camera later. We can go back because I want this to be your voice, not my voice, but just so okay. you're ready for this. Mm-hmm. Happiness is an art, not a science. But those of you that want to like, you know, an order of operations that like a little step-by-step, P.S. This is art. Ready? P.S. This is art. So this is, that's the acronym. P.S.A.R.T. P.S. Art. P. Physical activity. Okay. So you say it, be honest after me. So you you go P. Physical activity. Ready? Physical activity. (laughs) 
Okay. And point on the screen because we're going to put it up on the screen with you. This is how we do. This is how we're ready, guys. Uh, we uh, point where? Any, anywhere on the screen where you want to pee. P- point a pee somewhere. Go pee. Oh, pee. And then say physical activity. Physical activity. Okay. Second one is S for sleep. S, sleep. Okay. Third one, A, ask yourself what happiness is. Ask, ask yourself what happiness is. Okay. Yeah. Fourth one is R, reciprocity. Fourth reciprocity R. And the fifth one is T, think time. Five. <laughs> T is for think time. I go. like it. I love it. P-S-A-R-T. P.S. Mm-hmm. Art. Happiness isn't art, not a science. P.S. Mm. P.S. It's art. Isn't that good? Yeah, I like it. I love it. 30 minutes or less, the artist. Yeah. Woo, good job. Hey, that was reciprocity. Like, good job. You hit it back. Yeah. Good I feel job, Jess. Now than I did 30 minutes ago. Do you? I feel back to the song, Happy. I feel great. I'm glad I was able to share that in such a, that was a lot in a little bit of time. So thank you, Jesse. Thank you all for showing up. I appreciate you. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you guys all tomorrow. Bye everybody. All right. Boom. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the agent power huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the agent collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.